so much better and creamier. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Lunchtime in Rome. We invite you to pull up a seat at the table. Uh, this is episode 77, and we have a special guest tonight. It is A. Fernandez, not the Amanda Fernandez from the last two weeks, but her husband, Michael. It's the one that made her a Fernandez. Yes, he did. And so, anyways, welcome to the table. Um, and we, we want you to join us on Facebook Live. That's really like you know, kind of the table for us because it is live. Um, you can find us at Facebook live. Um, you can, you can find our Facebook live at lunchtimeinrome.com. That's where you can find all of our other, um, social medias. So you can find the ways to download the podcast. Um, so if you are going to listen to this at a different time, um, you can find us on Spotify and, um, iTunes and all that stuff. Please give us a five-star review. That really does help us out. Um, we, uh, we're here around the table. I want to welcome Eric. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Michael. Hi, everyone. And Jay. Hi. Why are we lunchtime in Rome? Well, we are based on the fact that the number one problem, the most common problem everybody faces is being alone. And the solution for that is found in the Bible in Romans twelve fifteen, which says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And it is joining somebody in their emotions to let them not feel alone. And this goes all the way back to the uh, the garden and there and Adam felt alone, even though he had a walking, talking, unbroken relationship with God. He felt alone. And so God created Eve, created a relationship. And the goal is to be very good. We talked about that last week and the week before that once Adam and Eve were together before they sinned, it was deemed very good. And so that's the goal of all relationships. And so in this podcast, we're based off Romans twelve fifteen, as if we were having lunchtime twelve fifteen in Rome. We would be hanging out around the table, talking about life, talking about food. And in essence, in the first part of the podcast, we're modeling Romans twelve fifteen. And the second uh, component of the podcast, we go over a topic of the day. Today, we're going to talk about uh, some of the healing process and what happens uh, from Michael's perspective. And we'll get into that later about Hertz. And then we go over some pop culture or news items and how emotional needs do or do not impact what has happened in some people's lives. Right. We call that segment Do Better. Do Better. Or people uh, should do better. And I can do better by introducing the show. I do want to remind everybody to go to our website also, not just to subscribe um, and find us in all the different ways that you can. But we do have the uh, relational needs questionnaire out there. Michael took that today. Uh, it does help with you understanding your emotional needs and also the, the needs of the people around you. And it really does become a powerful thing when you start to understand what people are looking for and how you can join them. Uh, in the day to day. So, with that being said, I want to open up the floor to talk about what we've done, what we've eaten, and um, let's start with Eric. Uh, yeah. So, incredibly busy week at work. I can't really talk about what I'm working on, but what are you working on? I'm definitely underwater <laughs> um, Ooh, and feeling suits. it. And uh, <laughs> funny, I mean, I do work in that line a little bit, working mm -hmm. at American Eagle and Erie. Um, but uh, big project going on. I can maybe talk about it next week. Um, but really excited about it. A lot of things happening, and it's been taking up most of my time right now. Would it be joining you or not joining you if we said we really weren't interested in the details of it? Well, right now, 
You'd be joining me because I can't. Okay, good. But even <laughs> when you were ready? Um, yeah, it excites me a little bit. Like it's well, it excites me because it's it's literally the largest project I've ever overseen. But if I don't, if life. I didn't want to hear about it though, then don't ask me about it. Okay, I won't. However, is this the project you were talking about in the car on the way home from disc golf the other yeah. day? Yeah. Yeah, now yeah. this is something you've poured a lot of time and effort into, and I can't wait to see how it turns out for you. Me too. Yeah, it, sh- it should return a, yeah. a lot of positive results. So Millionaire after this, right? <laughs> but that was fun talking about it and how Joe was asking questions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like, asking, how does it work? So, yeah. Joe was like, so how, how, how far up are you at American Eagle? <laughs> and I was like, not really that far. Like, <laughs> But what was his reason for asking? Because it sounds like a big deal. Because he doing. heard about your project yeah, and he yeah. went, well, that... That, that sounds, like a, sounds big deal. like a big deal. Yeah. I mean, so. well, Eric does have what six, seven years of college and schooling and degrees, right? <laughs> yeah, I have four degrees. Yeah, uh, some from overseas universities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> some American, uh, American Samoa. <laughs> no, I'm very much a self starter. I'm very much uh, a person that is just kind of driven by curiosity and mm-hmm. passionate about things that I'm interested in. So, you know, we wanted to get into podcasting. We've got great audio, and we're streaming, and I'm mm-hmm. picking the camera, you know. Mm-hmm. I just taught all myself how to do that, you know. And I do SEO for a living, which is search engine optimization, which means I tell my mom that I help us get found on the Google. You know, that's that's what I do. <laughs> on the blog. Uh, and, uh, um, yeah, so it's it's been a... It's been a cool journey to, to where I've gotten. It's been long mm-hmm. and hard this, at some points. With this project... You know, obviously you can't talk about it, but I mean, and you said it's taking up all of your time. Is it taking yeah. up all of your mental yes, margin? It, yes. Like, are you wiped? Because we're about day? to launch, so I'm like QAing things and and check on, checking all the boxes in my head, plus all the check boxes that are actually on my literal checklist. Mm. You know, so it's it's been it's it's been a week. It's, it's been it's been. I mean, I started this project in October last year. Yeah. So yeah, it's this been. Is- coming to the culmination it's, or it's at least all the, sec- coming together. the second chapter of it and i gotta say and we'll talk about it more later i don't i don't want to spend any more time talking about nothing um the team that i worked with is just fantastic they've been unbelievably great that's a and, great feeling uh, it is a great feeling yeah. i love the people i work with um even on like some of the cross-functional teams that that i have at work that mm-hmm. that you know that cross over and, and we work together on things so that's that's really nice are you point person on all of these other people that are involved like are you the man and everybody's doing what yeah you're i'm the guy that like mm-hmm. Coordinating is, yeah like everything. the project manager mm-hmm. if you will right. of, it, of it so yeah good yeah um what i ate was today actually i cooked it today um I did another cauliflower mac and cheese with some pork sausage and and some chives on top. Mm. Um, really good, but doing the low carb thing, I really fell off the wagon. There. The fell off the wagon is yeah. bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's when you, fall off, you the wagon, fall off the wagon and you get the dysentery and you die on, from snake bites and everything. Getting right. on the wagon is when you are on a direction. Yes. Well, you know, so because since like since all the quarantine started, like I've really fallen out of bad habits mm. or. Fallen into, into bad fallen habits. Into bad fallen habits. out of you good habits. <laughs> fallen yeah. out of the wagon, habits, into bad habits. Right. <laughs> so now I, I started this week back to getting up earlier. Mm-hmm. So I've been going out for a walk in the morning, um, which has helped kind of clear my head for the day and mm-hmm. and and kind of help me focus this week for what I got going on and everything. Um, but now I'm back to eating uh, very low carb. And uh, but I made this cauliflower mac and cheese, and it's the second time I've made it. Do you cook the cauliflower first and then put the cheese on top? 
The cauliflower is like a bake. Well, so last time I did, I didn't. Cook, I feel like I didn't cook the cauliflower long enough. It was still too al dente. Well, toothsome. Uh, and so I just let that simmer on the stove like the whole time. It tells you to do it for like eight minutes. I'm like, that's not long enough. So I just let it go like the whole time I'm prepping simmer everything in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just let that cook down, and then. The end, like after the sausage is cooked and after like you got the cheese, because it's like a homemade cheese blend with like heavy cream and some paprika. But not a roux. You didn't do a flour roux. No, no flour. The heavy cream substitutes and get you the, the right. thickness. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, and, and real cheese, you know, grated, like hand grated and everything. Mm. And um, and yeah. It, do they tell you to do that? To grade the cheese? Yeah. Yes. Because if you buy the pre-graded it's stuff. It's not as good. Nope. Because it's got a anti, I don't want to say coagulant. But they put like a, a powder on it to keep it from clumping up. Yeah, and, and it makes it like way. yeah, what and it like something happens to it when you when you cook it down. Mm. I don't know what it is. A little waxy. Yeah, it's like wax, like well, oily waxy. Yeah, it's the stuff, but like yeah, it's that. That's why. So when you like grate it yourself, it's so much better and creamier. But it turned out really good, and I liked it again even better because I I think I did it better this time. You know what sucks is when you overcook sausage. Overcooked. Oh my gosh, it's the worst. And that's what I did the first time. This time, right on. Perfect. Yeah, it was good. Sweet. That sounds delicious. Getting hungry. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, me. Go ahead, Jay. Um, for me, you know, I am excited. We're leaving for vacation in oh, two days. Vacation Second week. vacation. Second vacation and, week. And I've tried real hard not to do the, I always say in general in life, you don't live the life of the next big thing productions mm-hmm. where it's, okay, what's next? And as soon as it's over, you're like, whew. Okay, but what's next? And the next thing you know, you're like 70 and you missed life. Right. Hmm. But when you come up to like a vacation, I want to make sure that I treat every event, every task with respect. Mm-hmm. That it's not the last time I have to do this before vacation. Or as soon as this is over, I'm that much closer to vacation. Mm-hmm. And I want to embrace each and every one. And I made the joke like, you know, would it be okay if at church on Sunday if people came up to me and wanted to talk and I would just be like, nope, 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 nope. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out. I already mm-hmm. got to go. And fortunately, nobody really did. And I didn't have to decide to listen or not but, but you would have huh? i would have listened i would have listened and if they would say can we meet i would be like maybe but but nobody did that um so i've had to take things one at a time and, it, and it's worked out well and i've been happy i even had a good open gym last night which is so hard in this day and age with restrictions on taking girls temperatures as they walk in and you know at one point I'm, i have to lower each hoop individually because it doesn't matter so i have to keep going back to the main um control panel in the gym and entering the code and entering the passcode and then sending that down. And then I have to go and I have to doc- document each kid's temperature or not their temperature, but whether or not they have a temperature. Oh my gosh. I have to say what time they came in and mark off what locker they go to. So in case somebody tests positive, we know who was near and around them and ask them if they have a new cough, new onset cough. I think we talked about this last week and then I have to describe what onset means um, to most of the kids. Um, one girl walked in last night. She just goes, no and no. Because then I have to ask also, have you been around anybody with the virus? So mm-hmm. she's at least picked up on the questions. The procedure. Right. So it's just like, because Todd's That's town, exhausting. And Todd's out of town. He normally does the paperwork. So I'm doing oh. paperwork, put the, put the hoop down, put the curtain up, put oh, get the door. And they, because of security, we have to leave the door locked. So they bang on the door, have to walk over, open the door, take the temperature, walk over to the folder, do the help. But it was good. And it was a good time. So, so you're, Todd ready, go- you're ready for vacation, essentially. I have one more of those okay. tomorrow night. Another okay. open gym tomorrow night. 
But you're going to be present. I will be present in that open gym. Does Todd have to do it next week? All of he it? He does. He does. <laughs> he will be grumpy. Um, <laughs> but it's been good. And it's been a, a good week. Uh, Food-wise, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about food equipment, which last year Ooh, my yeah. uh, grill caught on fire. And so I had to get rid of it. And I got a new one. And I bought an inexpensive one. Um, but I like it. And it seems to work. But I want to buy new heat shields yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Um and I want to maybe upgrade to stainless steel because these just sort of hold on to the fat and they get stuck and then they, you do flare ups and then your grill catches on fire. And in order to clean it, I have to get steel wool and, and it just takes a long time and everything else. So the stainless steel just kind of like it'll it's wash better away. Yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah, drips yeah. down, then it does what it's supposed to do and everything else. Um, and so I look up the model number and I got the model number. Very inefficient way to try to buy them online. Like if you look up, you know, next grill model number, blah, 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 heat shield. Mm-hmm. It gives you like, you know, trigger grill shield and all nah. those stupid SEO people have theirs bumped to the top. But uh, so that's all, it's all frustrating because then I, I literally go as long as I can before I'm going to have another fire in the grill from the flare ups and right. the grease. And then that's you pull buy in. another grill and then I have to buy. Well, or else I blow up all three propane tanks that I have, which would mm. be bad as well. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just a little frustrated with the buying. Now, you, sh- you looked at me knowingly and said, no, so you're saying I'm doing something wrong. No, I was just wondering if you were searching that on Google or on their on their actual website. Even on their website, it was a little it was a little clunky. That means they're just bad all over. Well, it's not a very expensive grill, so they may not have very good. <laughs> they don't have enough money. Yeah, they, they didn't <laughs> set it up real well. Um, but so with this vacation, though, is interesting because when we go to Ocean City, New Jersey, I pack everything in the cooler. Yep. Seven hours later, we're there. We're doing the overnight. At a hotel. Mm. So is there, you know, how much stuff can I take that's frozen? Well, nothing I take that's frozen is going to stay frozen. That's fine. But how much stuff can I keep cold overnight versus Mm -hmm. here versus there? So that's sort of where I am as well, which is a great problem to have. It's not a bad one. No. To go to the beach. Right. Right. So that's where I am. A little bit of a longer drive. Yeah. Yeah, It'll be seven hours. We're looking at seven hours Friday and then three hours Saturday. So it's still not that bad. Three hours isn't too bad. No. So a lot of beach time there. Whole lot of beach time. Yeah, I've already started way more than June. Well, I've already started looking at the forecast as well. Good, you know, it's like thunderstorms. Something. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) That could mean anything, right? At the beach, right? Maybe a thunderstorm for fifteen minutes and then it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, man. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Nice. So this week, this past week, um, I'll I'll go. This past week, um, we put a party on for Lex. I'm not going to say what age it was. But it was a, a milestone. And she also had her birthday back in April. And we were going to do this party then at your house. Yes. Eric, me, Eric. Eric, at your house. But we could not because of the world went crazy. And so um, I'm disenchanted today. I'm going to admit it. I'm, I'm going to try to censor myself. Yeah, but but I'm feeling That's the whole very. Did you open a web browser <laughs> today? That's all you got to do That's anymore. All you got to do. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a day. But my point is, we had a great celebration for Alexis on Sunday at my house with the pool. The pool was just it's just magical. The whole the whole day, the whole evening, everything just came together so well. It was awesome. Thank you. It was just it was it was great. And at one point, I just looked around. There were so many people there that. Like Michael, you and Amanda were there, which wouldn't have happened back in April. You guys weren't weren't going to be able to make that back in April. And right, I just had a moment where I looked around and like every single person 
is kind of a rock star in their own right. Every single person has a story. Every single person is doing amazing things and is amazing as an amazing person. And it just, it was, it was just overwhelming to me to see, um, you know, not just, not just that Alexis was there and we were celebrating her, but everybody that came out to be a part of that as well. And just everybody that was, you know, ha- have, have their own lives that are, that are awesome too. And yeah. that I get to enjoy that. And again, I say it all the time. I can't believe we get to do this. <laughs> um, you know, so, and then we had all the, 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 the chicken and the, the, the food, you know, that you get with a, um, uh, a picnic day kind of a thing. Um, dude, your, your French onion dip. Oh, come on. And your guac. Come on. Highlight. Come on. And then, and then the extreme, the other extreme today is I've been fasting since this morning because I, I, Remember how my gut exploded? Couple. I recall that. Yeah. So today's the first. And where were you when that happened? I was uh, at Michael's house in in California, Los Angeles. Here now. He is here now. And your stomach. Hey, wait a second. (laughs) No, no, no. Wait a second. (laughs) Don't forget. We shared a moment the other night. Shooting star. Yes, we did. Milky Way. That's great. Yeah. Um, That balances things out. (laughs) It does. It does. I'll take the pain for that that moment of. uh, But um, yeah, so you know, just a little feeling, like a little bit weirder than it has in a long time so i just kind of decided not to eat today because that's what they say to do just go with some um some liquids and hope to get a hold of your doctor and get some antibiotics so we'll see what happens but yeah that sucks yeah right that might suck thanks it's it's manageable mm-hmm. which is nice right. right it's such an inconvenience just drained i'm just yeah. drained. like i'm just drained by the world i'm drained i'm just i mean this isn't great for pod. This isn't great pod energy, but you know, it's just but it's, uh, everything's just kind of. But it's me. important that it's. We're around, the, we're around the table, and I mean, right. that's it's what honest. we're talking about. Yeah, I believe the biblical term is when you have a suck ass day. You know, it's good to share it with somebody. Yeah. I think it's Romans twelve fifteen, isn't it? Twelve fifteen B. Twelve fifteen B. Right, the invisible ink version. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, um, how about you? Your week yep. eating things. Well, I think I think um, really the things I've drank lately are more interesting. Hmm. Um, well so uh on the topic of fasting i've been uh doing this intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. which i've always just you know was uh had a complete diversion reluctance to jump on that bandwagon because for obvious reasons i like to eat eating's fun you know we're designed (laughs) i like to eat we're designed to eat to not eat yeah um but uh you know i've i've um cut down to two meals a day you know six hours apart consistently every single day for about a week the last week and a half Mm -hmm. um and i gotta say uh, i think i think it's been you know the first day or two was was tough and it was hard to fall asleep but i think i think after a couple days you train your body just to be Mm -hmm. used to it and you start to switch off of um using energy from the sugars and mm-hmm. and the food you consume uh which doesn't last very long like the breads and and um the carbs, and the carbs. yeah right. sugars um, and carbs which carbs become sugars so. and you switch right. your body to to fat um and uh, apparently that is has a lot more which energy six hours you feel. do you eat like what is your uh, so clocks about 11 to 12 to um you know five or six okay mm-hmm. Yeah. So you still sort of get like a late breakfast kind of first meal. Yeah, or I've actually been um, – today I skipped breakfast, but I I had some MCT oil in mm. my coffee. and What's um, that? Which it's, uh, it's derived from coconuts, and it's this um, – just a, like a tablespoon of it is like 150 calories. Isn't and it like multi-chain wow. triglyceride yeah, or something? Yeah, it does all sorts. It's a superfood. Um, I couldn't tell you all the wonderful things it does. But um, basically, uh, that and your coffee, and uh, maybe some some heavy cream, and you're set 
mm-hmm. till you know i was i come like one o'clock for lunch i was like well i'm hungry i, mm-hmm. I could eat now but i wasn't like faint or anything so like, you had that in your like coffee at normally. x o'clock like yeah, yeah like 11 oh, okay. you know so because would I that went, count as breaking the fast um i don't i don't know from a keto perspective but i i don't i don't think so because it's not boosting up um the insulin level so the sure. whole goal of what i'm doing is to not boot not uh, um spike your insulin levels right or at least do it very few times in the day so ju- that's what hence the just the two meals because the more times like if you graze throughout the day which i've you know i'm i'm uh I love to graze, you know, and it's a hard snack habit on to things. Break. And, you yeah. know, I work from home. And so I'm just, you know, there's always the something fridge? there. Yeah, there's always something to mm-hmm. snack on, which uh, apparently is a, is kind of releases the insulin hormone, hormone which then, uh, you know, keeps uh, your body storing fat or not, not mm. um, burning it. Burning it. Yeah. Not using it as fuel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, That's so fascinating. Far, so far, so good. Uh, and then, and then, uh, this afternoon I had, um, these, uh, we have this super green powder from Dr. Axe, um, mixed with, uh, these are all things. What are Dr. Uh, what is Dr. Yeah. Axe? Uh, Who is Dr. Dr. Axe? Dr. Axe is, is a gentleman. I actually, I don't even know. Uh, I just know him through Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's, so he's my local out to where you guys are. Or and what? Is he local out where you guys are? Um, like you can go drive down to his practice? No, or? no. Okay, so she's he's, like online. Well, no one's ever seen Dr. Yeah, he's, Axe. He, he is just, a well known physician of uh, nutrition and health. And gotcha. he's got various products uh, that are apparently the highest quality. They're, you know, they're sourced from, from Whole Foods and, uh, so the super greens in uh, combination with the chocolate collagen, uh, mix that up in some milk in a blender, and Dang. that's like a milkshake, right? So it's there. a powder. It's a, and, it's like super green you know, powder, is what you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I get my my veggie intake. How does it taste? It's it's great. I mean, it's like a milkshake. What you, what you said you, sounds yeah. horrifically really? disgusting. Really? Well, you said super greens, <laughs> chocolate, and milk. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. So the the chocolate really overpowers the super greens flavor, right? Um, which is a little bit peppery. Some people um, find it kind of spicy because the pepper actually activates something in your body that helps it absorb uh, the rest of the you know the. Um, Doctor X knows. Doctor X is so wait, is very the, well educated. Isn't the chocolate though sugar? And doesn't that the chocolate counteract? is not sugar? It's. Um, it's cacao. it's cacao, yeah. Okay, so we're not talking like milk chocolate. We're not not talking like processed. Not no, sugar, yes. Not okay. like not Nesquik. Quick. Right, yeah, you're talking not, like actual yeah, chocolate. Yeah. Gotcha. Although I, I love a good glass of Nesquik, strawberry Nesquik sometimes, <laughs> but... Wow. Nope. <laughs> Can't do it? I just you don't like strawberry f- milk? I, yeah, I don't like strawberry milk, and I really Ooh, don't I like, like strawberry, strawberry ice cream. Nah. But you like a strawberry? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, the real deal is the but best. But not the fake flavoring yeah. garbage. Hmm. Yeah. So you go MCT oil into Dr. Axe's concoction. Did you get some food? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had, I had a... <laughs> oh, I'm having I, fun. I'm just saying, like, man, no, you, are, you are all like... You're going to launch into space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, your body is, like, ready. <laughs> um, no, I, I did have food. I, I My... my uh, sort of remote office out here is is called king's family restaurant mm. ah. and and they serve me food nice. uh, while so you I really work. did go from superfoods yeah. to king's to family king. restaurant i mean yeah. that's just wow. the healthiest of eating done on 286 wasn't too bad done on 286 um sure down in plum um sure no sure man i love the only one i know of yeah there's one on on uh 
Oh, there's one out in New Ken. Delmont. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, Kings. Underrated. Yeah. I miss it sometimes. Oh, I love Kings. It's, yeah. Yeah. We used to go there. My, my dad used to play. I'll still play softball when he can, but used to go there after church softball games. And, um, you know, all the adults would get like something later. You know, it's like eight o'clock and you're all, you know, kids are getting ice cream. I remember I just used to order these giant things of chocolate milk and loving the chocolate milk. And, um, this one time I just drank so much I almost puked. But, um, <laughs> there's like the kitchen sink at, at King's where like it's the dessert, but there's like 24 scoops of ice cream and like they put everything in it. Yeah. But, um, anyways. Uh, tons of fun for everyone. Tons of fun well, for everyone. The, the only, kitchen sink. Only a place that's really open right now other than takeout places. So, um, oh, are they, are they still letting people get seated in there? And yeah. Stuff? You just wear a mask to, to your seat and um, that's, that's that. But no. Who knew? And Who I'm knows? not saying we're all upside down or anything like that, but Mary Myers Manella just said, good evening to all of you. And I'm like, man, I wonder where she is that it's evening. Mm. It's evening here, here right yeah. now. So what's wrong with me? I have no idea. Well, it's lunchtime. Oh, it's lunchtime. <laughs> good for us. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> so we mentioned earlier that Michael took our uh, relational needs questionnaire. But what's interesting is he took the, the one on that we have on paper. But he didn't total it up. So this is for a first time on the podcast where we've had a guest. Oh. Where I'm going to announce to them. Yeah, he's going to find out what oh, wow. his three okay. highest mm. emotional needs were. Um, and your highest above all was encouragement. Hmm. And so hmm. what's important about encouragement is it's saying it's having someone say to you, Michael, I believe in you. I know you can get this done. You're doing a great job on the podcast so far, hey, Michael. Really so are. That means so much to and, me. And you're going to bring it home as you talk about the rest of your story rather than support, which is having somebody help you. You didn't score nearly as high in support. So it's sort of saying, I want you to believe in me, but I don't want you to do it. Hmm. I don't want you to help me do it. Just believe that I can do it. Is that a fit? Would, is that ring true to you? I think so. Yeah. Uh, do you, would, does that make, do you have any examples of like, why, why does that make sense to you? Like, what, does it help you when Amanda, like, do you guys talk about work and, and does she, does she meet that need for you saying, Hey, yeah, you're going to get this done. You're the greatest and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I definitely think that, um, I, I guess maybe an, I like to do things certain ways. And, um, to me, it's probably harder to communicate or, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've done uh, video production for a number of years and, and, uh, I'm, I'm often just, you know, doing the whole production myself and the job of several mm -hmm. people. Um, right. and, and I have at times tried to, uh, bring in others and, and with limited success. And, and it sure. usually comes down to, well, it's so much easier just for me to do it mm -hmm. than to which is explain the, that's the cry it, of the know? person who doesn't want support. Like yeah. I'll just do it. Yeah, I don't right. want to spend time right. getting it done. But then tell right. me, tell me how much you enjoy it. And yeah. Well, yes and no. Okay. Because what you're saying is appreciation. Sure. And I, as I was saying, I was like appreciation. Like, <laughs> See, <laughs> that, that was a secret uh, we learned with my mom growing up. If we didn't want to do chores or anything or help with dinner, you know, just don't do it quite you know the way that it should the be way done. she wants the way it, she would you do know it. and, and then <laughs> she like, would yeah, just do it herself yeah yeah, yeah. isn't that interesting because yeah. then today you'll just do it yourself right mm. you're a victim of your own success <laughs> your own <laughs> tricks and you're so you're that's the ultimate aha from your mom <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> did you find in your upbringing um did you have both your mom and your dad at home yeah growing up yeah did either of them meet that need for encouragement? Like, were you the apple of either's eye or both? Or did you never get it, which is why you need it? Um, 
I think if my sisters were here, they'd agree. I kind of got the favorite treatment and Ooh, okay. didn't, didn't quite uh, get as much uh, punishment. I was, I was kind of uh, got the grace card a lot easier. Were you the first or the last? <laughs> well, the last. Ah, yes. Last boy. How many came well, before? Well, you? I had two two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I gotta say, my parents, you know, they've they've always been very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my my dad is the kind of guy that. As you know, it's it's always. <laughs> I remember playing basketball and like I I I just couldn't make it in, but I'd get it to the hoop, you know, and he'd be like, "Whoa!" You know, and, and you're and, like 18, and you know, and and yes, 18. <laughs> you <laughs> um, made it to he, the rim that time, Michael. <laughs> yeah, but but he's he's always been very just shoot for the stars, so you can do anything wow. kind of guy. Like there's just no limits and. You know, he's really embodied that himself and things he's done. Oh, I think and your dad's like the the uh, Dosaki's most interesting man in the world guy. I, I think there's a there's a much an element to him from what I know about him, and I met him once at your wedding. Absolutely, and he's got one of the greatest names. Yes, Waldemar. Waldemar, Waldemar Fernandez. Yeah, you just don't meet them too often. Mm-hmm. And his name, and, and he's as remarkable as his name is, even more so, is what you're saying. Yeah. So they yeah. gave you lots of encouragement as you grew up, and. Yeah. 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 So the next two are interesting and they were tied um, behind encouragement. And that is um, acceptance, which is being loved even though you have made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So it's because some people just don't care. Like, yeah, love me, whatever. I don't care. But others, it's, hey, I made a mistake. Am I, are we still okay? Mm-hmm. Am I still loved? I have a high need for acceptance. And people get that confused with, which is funny, the other one that you have, which is, People think it means being accepted into a group. It's not that. It's being accepted even though you have faults. Do you still mm-hmm. love me even at my worst mm-hmm. is maybe a way I would describe that. Yeah. Does that ring true for you? Like that it's important to know that you accept me for who I am and even my warts and my failures. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very important to me and and something I've seen I've seen modeled to me. Once again, so yeah. it's interesting with emotional needs. We talk about this a lot. There's no rhyme or reason as to why we need them. Sometimes, like in so far two for two, mm-hmm. you have them met because you have that need now because that need has always been met. Mm. But sometimes you never had it met, which is why you have such a thirst for it. Mm. So there's no rhyme or reason. You're two for two and boy, your parents did a good job of meeting that need, loving you no matter what, um, and encouraging you. The last one is, in fact, approval um, slash it's called approval blessing, but I like to call it belonging that you are loved because of the relationship you have with others that, and you can already hear that this also was met that your father was like, you're my son. You know, that is, you're my offspring. You are my child. You are my Mm. whatever. Is that fair? Is that sort of how he was? Yeah. And then, and think about it for your dad's perspective, girl, girl, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And were you daddy's boy? I mean, was it like, was, do you have that bond with him? Yeah, absolutely. What about other relationships um, growing up, whether it be, you know, zero to 12, did you have groups, uh, organizations, places where you fit in? Um, or was it primarily just, Hey, I'm a Fernandez. And that's like, where did you, what did you identify with growing up? Um, that's a, that's a good question. I and had, or where did you fit in? Yeah, I had, I had, um, you know, I think through a lot of my kind of uh, elementary years, you know, I was bullied a bit in school and and didn't quite feel like I had a 
had my place mm-hmm. there. Um, I have I have a you know a, a small group of friends that I've been friends with for a very long time. Uh, we actually just hung out a couple of weeks ago. We've been friends for about thirty years. Uh, yes. You know, since and you're not that old, grade. so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah right, right. So. Um, and uh and then i've you know i've had had a best friend across the street and we'd hang out often um so i i think there was sort of um you know a bit of a dichotomy of of you know the most of most of my not feeling welcome with a lot of people in my class or or you know they made fun of you know thought i was overweight and and i just kind of felt like not not embraced um except for this small small group who very much you you felt like that was your that's your go-to yeah yeah still to this day obviously that means a lot to you yeah yeah Yeah. and that's and that's important especially because you didn't receive it in the bulk of your peer group right so therefore what a what an oasis it was and and how important it was to have that growing up yeah yeah absolutely and you you talk about i mean for Growing up is a minefield of hurts. You know, no matter who you are, nobody gets through yeah. life unscathed. Right. You know, nobody ever says, junior high, best years of my life. <laughs> like, Gosh. It just doesn't happen. We just sort of survive it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, the, I remember I was, I think, I think I was maybe like 10 or 11 and, and we had some family gathering in this, you know, um, some fam- older lady, family friend was looking at me. I was like, look at him, not a care in the world. And I'm thinking like. Hmm. Are, you, are you serious? The lady? whole you world know? is and weighing like, down on me yeah. right now. I was like, I'm <laughs> Don't be you know? Further from the truth, you know. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. They may be smaller cares to you, but you sure, know, yeah. And, yeah. and isn't it. that a great example, though? Like, there mm-hmm. you are at ten, and you're like, "Lady, you have no idea." You talk about feeling alone. You're yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, you have no idea. You can't see a thing yeah. about me in that given moment. But again, how great that. You had that relationship with your dad, you know, and your best friends that you could have that, that, you know, that you probably told them about it, yeah, you know, and they, and they could say, wow, boy, and you weren't left alone. You're alone in that moment. Right. But not left alone. They were able to later join you. Yeah. And you weren't just wallowing, mm-hmm. which no. is terrible. Um, speaking of hurts and speaking of wallowing, I wanted to spend a few minutes. I mean, your vocation is uh, video production. Mm-hmm. And according to your wife, uh, you're very good at it. So that's good. She said so on the podcast. So he must be good at it. There was a funny comment by Christina Mary. Did you see that? I did not. I do want to read it. So Christina Mary said, maybe he wants Amanda to believe in him to be able to get the homeless man off their property without having her to do it for him. (laughs) Oh! But that's a great, great (laughs) point. Yeah. And for those who weren't listening last week. And then Amanda went on to say, oh, he's so amazing. Oh, he's serene. I love him so much. Oh, no, I see he needs encouragement. Let me say it Thank now. you, love. <laughs> I translated that. Uh, <laughs> nice. So before we go further, I do want to get and give Michael the opportunity. Last week, we spoke of what Christina is referencing. Yes. Which is you have some rental properties, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people uh, live there. Mm-hmm. But some people come there who don't live there. On occasion. On occasion. Not every day. <laughs> and we talk a lot, like we say, about relationships on the podcasts and being it was Amanda's second week, we sort of got into your relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And she brought up the the occasional uh, disagreement in the fact that you handle the unwanted visitors differently than she would have you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your side of that story? So when you're out there talking to Billy Joe Homeless... Um, what is your method? What are you trying to accomplish? And then what happens when she comes out? 
Um, I think I think it kind of gets gets at how I deal with conflict, mm-hmm. and and uh, I think I've always been kind of had this. You know, there's been a lot of conflict in my home growing up. My parents, you know, uh, were uh, divorced, and that basically it took them like ten years. Uh, so I was kind of uh, mm-hmm. I think I think starting when I was around eleven or twelve, and then just all throughout uh, high school. Um, and I, I guess I got a lot of the crash course on um, kind of being a peacemaker. And I mean, mm. I was in the middle. Mm. Um, were you and, were you put in the middle by them? I mean, you just said I was in the middle, so yeah. nobody else put you there. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I, you could say that. Sure. sure. You know, I, I know. I don't. I don't think either of them intended. Maybe no, and no, say, I'm going to put them in the no, middle. They didn't say but, this but is really going to mess him up. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It was. It was. Tell um, your father this. It was the offensive of. I know that you know they're getting the voice from the other side, and so I need to set things straight. And uh, so I was ah. kind of got a lot of uh, rebuttals and things like that. Um, but mm. but ultimately, I think I. Um, I think I I grew to see um arguments as and and just like emotional flare-ups as as unnecessary or just not healthy well unproductive not not healthy unproductive right right. like you could find a way to solve the problem better without getting into all of that yeah yeah um and so that was that was my approach of of let's let's you know um think as clearly as possible be you know emotion uh let's try to let's try to leave that to the mm-hmm. side not that you should stuff it down but let's um try to uh you know speak peacefully here um and that that was my goal and even to inject humor i think i think i um you know saw the need to just infuse uh humor into situations which goes back to that acceptance if everybody's yeah. laughing yeah then everything's okay yeah sure even though right now my world is falling apart in front of me as mom and dad are arguing or they're arguing to me about the other hey let's make it okay yeah. because what i know to be my family unit is crumbling mm-hmm and it has to be okay. Yeah. Because if it's not okay, then I'm not okay. Right. And so you have carried that forward as a, as a uh, I don't say healing, that's too strong, but as a conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. So you're out there talking to Billy Joe Homeless, and you're just trying to break the ice and, and give us like what's your strategy in, in that regard. I think, I think the number one thing is to figure out uh, what's going on. You know, we've, we've had, um, you know, we don't always know who's been invited. You know, there was there was one occasion mm-hmm. where they looked <laughs> like they looked brother. like homeless people, but then <laughs> it turns out they were they were um, you know friends of one of our tenants and right um, and <laughs> had you know and just ran their mouths. So mm-hmm. it was like okay, yeah. well, this is this is a guest. We are unguesting them. Um, and uh, what is you know what is the nature of of uh, what are they in violation of? So I think I'm maybe a little slower to um, make those kind of accusations. And uh, and then that once I sense. do know what's going on, my approach is uh, let's peacefully move, let's get this person off. Like the only thing that matters is getting them uh, away off the property. So um, if it takes you 45 minutes to talk to them to do it, whereas a man is coming out like, get off, I'm calling the police, yeah. like yeah. totally different ways. to. And, yeah. and I, I do want to point out just kind of as an aside, you live on that property as well. There's like multiple properties right. and you guys are kind of in the middle of it all. Right. So um, I don't know why that's important, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's important. Too. Well, it's, well, it exactly. puts you right, right. there. Because like, yeah. right. otherwise, like, does this guy hang out at his rental property like all the time, spying right. on his... 
right renters you know nah, right you become more there. familiar yeah, with yeah. The, with those those situations um because it's 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 like yeah it's your home um so anyways so i just want to point that out that you live there too yeah and so you're taking it a little bit slower because you're trying to take, do it with the least amount of conflict possible and we talked last week you said you like the three minute solution yeah um yeah. But, and and, but giving, and i i agree ahead. you know i agree with uh amanda to the extent that i i could be more firm in just saying things very clearly this is you know you're crossing a line like let's make it very clear to someone mm-hmm. that they are that they are violating um you know they are in, in violation of being on someone's property they shouldn't be there uh so that i could i can definitely be uh, make more clear and uh, I do tend to go kind of the nicer, um, you know, um, befriend, and now I can I can lead, I can help, mm-hmm. I can put uh, my arm around you yeah. and walk you off my property mm-hmm. without getting out my pepper spray or my wife's pepper spray, as right? The case may be. Right, as <laughs> a way of diffusing the scene, mm-hmm. right? And I think, but what's interesting and important to note in this whole process is never once did you think. Yeah, I, I'm just not necessarily protecting Amanda as much as I need to. Because in your mind, you are. You're letting this not blow up into something huge. But she perceives it as, why isn't he beating the crap out of this guy? He needs to go take care of this. And you're just using your methods that you've said have learned right. at an early age. You're yeah. diffusing the bomb that is gonna might go off. Right. right. Well, I think you. I think you actually spoke into it last time. Of uh, wasn't so much. Her uh, need to feel safe as much as her the the defense um, right. that, that I would def- standing up that I her. would that I would stand up for her Correct. right um, which you know these there were a couple guys you know just running their mouths at me and my wife uh, and my solution was close and lock the gate uh, and and keep us inside them out you know right so so awkward transition but uh, I don't have a good one. We've talked about you and I sat at that same wonderful place where uh, you saw the shooting star with Brian. And we talked, you talked a lot about the ministry that you're a part of and healing. And we got to talk back and forth about, you know, what we talk about here as far as the ministry of comfort, for lack of a better term, joining somebody in their emotions, attaching comfort to grief. But you were, uh, you impressed upon me something called the, for lack of a better term, the lie. When someone is hurt and you, you will, you'll talk with them and you go back to their hurts and then you talk about the lie. Can you expand upon that? Cause I think it's something we have definitely not talked about here, mm-hmm. but it is very impactful. Yeah, absolutely. And um, talk about your, the, the, how it works in yeah. general. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's actually called, uh, the ministry is called Sozo Ministry. Um, and, S-O-Z-O? and there's S O Z O. Uh, it means saved, healed, and delivered. Um, and it's, uh, something I was trained in, um, through, uh, Bethel Church. Um, and I've been, um, involved in this ministry off and on for a number of years. And, uh, essentially it's, you know, I, um, me and another, another person, they're really there just for prayer support. And we're leading someone through, uh, effectively a conversation with God for two hours. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, the premise of this, of this whole thing is, um, we, we actually can, uh, have a, have a conversation. We can actually talk to God, uh, ask him questions and, uh, wait, you know, we, we, I tell people, you know, just, um, 
yeah, kind of do the, a lot of like repeat after me kind of things. And uh, I tell them just to wait for a couple seconds, maybe maybe a minute. Uh, and then I ask them uh, to tell me whatever they're hearing, sensing, feeling, what's coming to mind. Um, and, you know, a lot of people come in, they're kind of skeptical, like, I'm sure. not going to hear anything like this is, you know, this is silly. I don't know what this is. You know, this I was going to ask, uh, what, how many people are like that? I mean, what's the range of people that you've worked with from the most charismatic of Christians who yeah. have their own prayer language and they understand all that to the person that's going, you mean talk to God? You, you yeah. Know, and they look at you like you have three heads. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, uh, I, I mean, there's there's been a lot of people in, in L.A. that, you know, are not, have zero Christian background. Sure. but. Yet they're, they have a certain spiritual sensitivity. Um, and I've been in, you know, in business marketing conferences where I've, I've stopped someone and said, you know, I, I just, I would love to, to pray with you for a minute. And, and, oh, and would you, would you just, uh, um, just re- repeat this after me? Um, if you're okay with it, just ask Jesus, would you show me where you are right now? You know, and they just close their eyes and they, and all of a sudden, um, you know, I've, I mean, one person, uh, had this experience basically where they saw like this, you know, um, Jesus on a horse coming, you know, and, and, and coming over these, these, uh, this like drawbridge, you know, and, and it was this beautiful, uh, image that they saw and, and they were really just, um, uh, you know, kind of taken another place all of a sudden, you know, and, right. and, and they were like, what, what was that? And, um, and I just got to share more with like, I think that was Jesus. And I think he wants to just, you know, be part of your life. And, and that drawbridge was kind of that access point. Um, and you just let him in. Mm-hmm. So, so you'll sit down with people yeah. and you yes. have a conversation mm-hmm. for a couple hours with God yeah. and them. You're facilitating, yeah. you're, you're guiding for lack of a better term, but not exactly. directing. No, no. And I, I, Facilitate. yeah. And I'm not a counselor. Right. You know, I go into it very much with the posture of like, God, I need you. <laughs> right. And if you don't, if you don't move and do something here, I'm, this is going to be a, grand waste of time mm-hmm. and really boring and and we're both gonna feel and look silly um but thankfully you know he he always he always comes through in some way or another mm-hmm. um and so to get back to your your question on mm-hmm. what is the lie the nature of how it works um you know uh, essentially throughout our lives and especially in our childhoods uh we are things happen and uh, we are, we, we experience offenses. They can be offenses from, uh, from family members, uh, father, mother, uh, sibling, or they can be, uh, offenses we've in, even inflicted on ourselves or from other people. Um, we call them hurts. Hurts, right. Emotional needs not met. Right. Or taken from us. You know, your, your need for security is taken when your family just like mine, you know, we talked about yeah. this by the pool. That both of us had our families start to divorce, our families, our mm-hmm. parents start to divorce around the age of 12. Mm-hmm. An example would be, boy, there's no security there now. Or it's it's been hurt right. because, well, wait, dad isn't here now. Or mom isn't here now, depending on the situation. Go ahead. Right, talk. right. And so uh, with every one of those hurts um, uh, comes a lie that you believe about yourself uh, or about others or about God. Um, Mm. and, and one of the first steps to actually address that, that hurt or that lie 
is to release forgiveness to wherever. I mean, whenever we're hurt, our first reaction is, is what can I do to get back? You know, mm-hmm. how do revenge, I, vengeance. how do I take revenge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so one of the first steps in, in, in my process that I lead people through is, is, uh, okay, uh, let's ask God, is there anyone I need to forgive? Um, and, you know, someone will come up and they say, I think I need to forgive my dad or something. Um, and, and I say, okay, well, just let's, let's just define forgiveness here. Um, forgiveness is not validating what was done wrong as right. And it's not ignoring, uh, the wound that was created, which is so important. Yeah. To, to, to not negate the pain. Yeah. Because I think, I think people lump that in their definition of forgiveness. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm bleeding, but I guess I forgive, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's just impossible. Um, and so, so I lead them through, uh, just, just simply releasing, even if it's just the start of it, you know, um, just letting go of the idea of trying to hold that against that person and get back at them, um, you know, and, and, and we, you know, release that person from. I'm glad you said release. I just forgiveness is one of the most power. I think one of the most powerful things on earth. And it's, it's to me, it's, it's releasing, like you said, release, releasing yourself and that other person from a contract that is not serving you mm-hmm. and it's only hurting you. Yeah. Even if they never know that, that you've released them from that contract, you are, you are letting something go. You are dropping the chain mm-hmm. and, and you might have to forgive that person over and over and over again and, until you, you know, you're completely gone off of that. But yeah. like, I just, I love the idea of releasing that energy that, yeah. that you, you know, invest into that person or that situation or what that person did to you in that situation. Right. Is this before they discover the lie, or is this after? Um, after. Well, it is after. Because I think so, as you're talking about this, you know, you say, do we need to forgive somebody? Because hurts lead to different places. For some people, yeah. it leads to, to anger. Mm-hmm. But for other people, it leads to blaming yourself or self-condemnation. Mm-hmm. And so do you find that sometimes they have to forgive themselves? Because they've blamed themselves for the hurt that they incurred. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we do, you know, we do a bit of a discovery process where we're kind of um, um, unveiling. Okay, let's let's. There was this time, uh, you know, and and God is 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 a genius at at finding the very roots of of long held issues that you know some people have had years of counseling and they've been trying to get at the root of certain issues. Um, but, that, but that's so simple and beautiful in, right on it that you're like, mm-hmm. so we ask God and he tells us, yeah, like mm. that's very powerful yeah. and, um, important yeah. Yeah. that you said you can go to counseling for years and never get to somewhere where all you had to do was sit in a quiet room and say, God, where, where did this hurt come from? Cause a lot of people yeah. don't intentionally create that space. You know, it, there, there's a lot of ways that you can try to deal with something, but you know, that is a very particular way to deal with something and you have to create that space. And, and until you do that, you know, that simplicity is such an unbelievable thing, but how many people actually sit there and, and create that space? Right. Right. And even if you, if you journal, um, that's another common way of, you know, I, I base my life on communicating with God and, and following his lead mm-hmm. and asking things, um, asking for things. And, and I've have this, this, uh, I have, I have many, many journals. I have a, a you know, a rich experience of 
time after time of you know that moment of what do i do Mm -hmm. and then and then god revealing a way uh you know and and many times it's it's a very quiet that still small voice um and so that's what we do in kind of uh sitting people down in a quiet room and let's just let's just um let's just wait ask god questions and see what he says um and and you were saying how God is very good at identifying the hurt that matters the most. Or the oh, yeah. This. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of people come in and they, um, you know, for example, maybe have uh, feel like they're not they're not enough. Uh, that's that could be one lie. Sure. That's that's revealed. And, you know, that's through asking God the question, you know, um, is there straight up? I mean, just as plainly as God, is there a lie I'm believing? Um, and and it, it could just be like I. You know, I feel like I'm not enough. Okay, let's ask God, uh, you know, how did I come to believe that lie? Um, and there may be an experience or a series of experience. Uh, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, six, um, my, my dad, um, favored my older brother. And, and I was, I was always, you know, kind of, uh, not seen as, as mm-hmm. much of an achiever or could, um, perform or excel in school and whatnot. And, and so that lie begins to, uh, be impressed, um, mm-hmm. almost like a dent on your soul mm-hmm. of, uh, I'm not good enough. Uh, I don't, I don't measure up. Right. Um, and I'm not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if I were enough, my father would have recognized me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so what we do is, um, you know, ask, I'd have them, okay, let's, let's find out what the truth is there, you know, because, um, there's absolutely always, always a truth to counteract that lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I may, I may even have them visualize that moment and say, God, Father God, would you show me where you were in that moment, uh, that I received that lie? Um, and, you know, I, I, it's, it's incredible to see how many times, um, I mean, in people's, I'm, I'm giving kind of a surfacey example, I guess, but, I mean, there's some, there's some very intense, um, uh, th- moments, uh, people's most difficult, hardest moments in life. And when they start asking God where he was and what he was thinking, where's Jesus in the room? Mm-hmm. Where's Holy Spirit? Well, it's unbelievable. I'm tapping Jay on the shoulder because you yeah. sometimes go back to when you and Rachel were down in Texas mm-hmm. and I can't remember if it was her putting herself in your place or you vice versa. Well, and it's funny because that's sort of where we stumbled upon you know, our commonalities of, of mm-hmm. healing. Uh, the story is I, I shared the day that I found out that my dad was doing the midlife crisis thing. And the guy that was teaching us how to respond emotionally told Rachel, he said, okay, comfort Jay. And Rachel is not by nature the most comforting individual. You guys have met her. Shocking. Um, and so she said, I'm sorry that happened. And he said, that's an observation, not, not comfort. And she said, then I don't know what to say. And what he said, much like what you're saying is ask Jesus how he felt for Jay. And so she bought 12 year old Jay. Like, yeah, in at that, that moment, moment. Yep. in that moment. And she said, I'm sorry that you feel so scared and I can't imagine how alone you must feel. Mm-hmm. So then I sobbed for the first time about that issue in 10 years. Mm-hmm. No, no, 20 years 20 at that years. point. Yeah, 20 years <laughs> at that point. And, uh, Rachel, of course, saw me sob and was like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he goes, and I said, no. It, felt, it feels good. It feels like you were with me. It's a release. And yeah. The, but the guy said, yeah, but we both know she wasn't with you. You didn't even know each other then. To be honest, Rachel was about six years old at that point in time. But 
He said, Rachel, why did you say what you said? And she said, well, because you asked me to ask Jesus how he felt. And that's what I thought he said. And he goes, right. We know that Jay wasn't, you weren't with Jay, but maybe Jesus was, which comes back to your point. And so it's not only, you know, from my, the way I teach comfort is I can't tell the story of the day that my dad uh, left our family without also being in Texas, having Rachel cry with me. And so that comfort has been attached. But I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was to talk about how important it is for me and others to realize where Jesus was in their hurt. And you say you've had impactful moments with people where it's both they're reliving that agony mm-hmm. of that moment, but then they're receiving the acknowledgement that, that Christ has been there with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I wouldn't say that they're that maybe not that they're reliving it, but they are. It's already it's already open. You know, I've I've, I've had people say, I don't want to go there. And it's like, well, you're already there. <laughs> it's, you know, the consequence like what's going on is already um you know, it's it's a matter of inviting inviting the hand of God to to clean things up, to bring truth into the lies that you're living under. But it, but it's important. You know, they say I don't want to go there. Yeah, for a couple of reasons. But and I like what you're saying, which is you're already experiencing the negative ramifications. Yeah. of there, you're already there. And there's <laughs> and they're saying I don't want to go there again because all it is, you know, the one of the things we've learned was uh, pain. Grief without comfort is pointless. Mm, yeah. It's just pain. Yeah. So they're saying, I don't want to go there again. Yeah. But the hope of healing, the hope of truth, you know, the, the realization of the lie, and then the hope of the truth, because that's what we need to talk about now, is the truth right. that counteracts the lie. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, after we after we um, address what's what's happening, what happened, the lie that that, that person's believing, um, we really simply simply say you know okay okay father god would you show us um show us the truth here that i need um and really simple as that and this uh i mean this all by the way is you know there's lots of inner healing ministries out there and they all largely come down to the same premise of of lie truth um repent you know and receive uh, a truth and and in this in this instance okay so um uh, what is the truth that I need? Um, you are loved unconditionally. Um, I accept you. I love who you are and you are absolutely 100% enough. You bear my image. Things like that may, mm-hmm. may be coming and up. And people saying that you know, that don't read the Bible all the time, that aren't quoting scripture to you. Oh, they're saying absolutely. what God has put on their heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's so many times mm-hmm. we, we overthink Christianity. Some like, most you know, times. Most, yeah. 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 And I usually tell people that I know are going to give me lots of like, maybe they're, they've been in the church a long time. Like, this is not the place for canned Christian answers. Like, you can just, mm. I just, I want you to be honest. I want you to be. Yeah. Um, I'd rather you, know, you said nothing than quote me scripture that you think I want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't, um, that doesn't help uh, at all. Doesn't heal. Right. Right. And so, mm. so after the truth is revealed, you know, I mean, that in itself is healing. Um, and then, and then it, you know, we, we live on, um, we, we live the, 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 the spirit realm in particular, it, it acts on, uh, permissions. It's permission based. Uh, we've give God a level of permission of access to our lives. Um, we give other things a level of permission mm. and access to our lives. We, we empower these lies. They didn't get any power in themselves. What is it? Um, the the, we va- gave them the vampire power. has to be invited in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, uh, so, 
what we do then now that we have a clear sense of okay this is what happened this is this is the lie this is the truth let's actually uh, let's actually renounce that lie let's make a verbal out loud declaration uh i repent uh for agreeing with the lie that i'm not enough mm. and and i receive the truth that i am that i am uh 100% unconditionally loved and enough um and and that's that's, I think those declarative statements yeah. are so important yeah. because just to verbally say them out loud, mm-hmm. you know, is so scary yeah. and yet powerful. Oh, and you know, like you say, a lot of when, when you, when a hurt needs to be healed, you, att- you know, you attach the comfort to it. So it, you have to replace something positive with something that's, you know, that is leaving you that's negative. Um, replace the negative with the positive. Exactly. Right. Otherwise it's just a vacuum and we know what nature does with a vacuum. Right. So I think I love that focus and the the healing process that that brings to the mind and to the heart and, and to the spirit, um, because I think so often we we get the platitudes and the and the scripture verses thrown at us, you know. Oh, I've got this hurt. I don't feel like I'm enough. Well, the Bible says that, you know, Jesus died for you. So okay, and a pat on the bum, and there you go. <laughs> Where we haven't had the interaction with God where he's literally saying it to us. Right. Um, we don't have the loved one. You know, once again, you can have, you can get rid of the lie and you can replace it with truth, but it's still important in my opinion to have someone be with you and grieve what did happen. You know, the lie and the truth come after the hurt and the hurt still needs to be addressed. You know, we need to, we need to sort it all out the after effects, but we still do need to go back and have somebody love with, you know, who loves us, cry with us and, and mourn what happened to us. And then when this happens, it gives so much clarity and strength moving forward that we don't reside in that past, right. that past hurt. Right. And many times um, I've, I've, you know, people experience Jesus himself um, mourning and, and grieving, you know, when, when I have them ask like, okay, you know, this terrible thing happened, whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, Jesus, wh- what were you, how, what did you think of that? Uh, what were you feeling? And many times it is so grieved or so angry, you know, and, and again, back, you, you know, when terrible things happen, our first thoughts may be like, why did you allow this God? And yet we um, don't wait for the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he could say, yeah. well, I, I was weeping beside you or I was angry, you know, and absolutely. Or, or I already, I already gave the answer 2000 years ago. Um, and, and there, God got snarky. Yeah. Yeah. God, <laughs> God got snarky. We call that segment God sass. <laughs> well, that is, did you read the book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, it, or, or, and someone is not acting as they should. Uh, and, and there's already set in motion a way of, of justice, of restoration, mm-hmm. of healing. Yeah. Can't do better than that. No, you can't. But some people can. Eric, do you have something? I actually, I do. Please. And, and I would actually like. So, in my opinion, I don't like. I don't like what these people did. Um, is this a do better or a can't do better? This is a do better. Yeah, I'm, we'd say can't do better. We like to end on a high note. We like to do can't do better at the at the end. But because you have a can't do better, right, Jay? I have a can't do better. Yeah. I so I have a do better. better. So uh, this is from the UK. So. Forgive me if there's some... That's appropriate. Some, uh, 
<laughs> some some verbiage that I don't understand. Uh, but the uh, the title is called uh, "Rude Couples Wedding Invite Blasted as They Sort Guests into Three Categories." Um, and I am not a fan of of when people do this. No offense to people that have done this, if you're listening. Um, but a couple who sorted their guests into categories A, B, or C in order of priority. Oh, we all do that. We all do that. But do you, like, well, I, hang on. In order of, <laughs> but you don't say that you do that. No. You don't tell them. No, you don't release that list. Hang on. In order of priority, choose to tell friends and family which group they were on in the invitations. Hmm. But some argued it was understandable. Um, so let me read the actual, I'm going to read the actual invitation and I'd like to tie this is like, we can easily tie this to emotional needs sure. and how people could lack of respect, lack of belonging. So important. It starts on the top. Important notice. This, Dear, this is the actual this is the actual invite. picture of the actual invite okay. um <laughs> dear friends and family please understand that our venue is limited in the number of guests we will be able to accommodate for our wedding day duh no venue has an unlimited amount of space you know all right um as much as we would love to have each and every one of you join us on our big day. We are forced to split our guests into groups to ensure we do not surpass our capacity restrictions. Group A. Please RSVP as soon as possible. We appreciate your promptness as we will be able to extend any vacant seats to additional guests. Groups B and C. Please keep a close watch on our wedding website for notice that we have space available. If you are already, if you already know that you are unable to join us, it is helpful that you decline via the RSVP function on our website. If possible, we encourage our guests to hire a babysitter for the night and leave your children at home. As much as we love your kids, we are doing our best to make space for all the guests we can. We also ask for your for our single guests to forego their plus one if possible. We appreciate you. I'm already out. <laughs> right? We appreciate your understanding. And then at the bottom, it says, you are in group A. Uh, so this That's is, unbelievable this is, this to me. This is in the time of COVID. Like, this is because of... Let, like, me, see, let me see when this was posted. Because I don't know when the, when the wedding... Not that it matters. It's just... This you was know, just posted and it's, it's recent. Like, everybody's trying to do different things to you know figure out this crazy world and and you know obviously but you know the restrictions you know how many people even if you have like I understand even you don't if you say have a you don't say you don't, say you don't, you don't, don't put anybody list. you don't put anybody in a position it's so disrespectful it check back on the website do better <laughs> like no way do better no do better like i man i i would have a problem with like you know acceptance or uh, you know a sense of belonging like i don't belong enough According to them, if I'm in like yeah. Group C, if you like, it's one thing to be in Group B. <laughs> Why am I in Group C? <laughs> You're group What's C. Next group C. <laughs> that's so bad. And and that's one of those things that like I can genuinely see that being like like there's some things you can gloss over. Like okay, I get it. All right, I'm not going to go. Blah, blah blah. This is one where it's like you put me in Group C. <laughs> yeah, that's we got low. we got beef now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's going to impact the present. I was just going to say, like, that $50 gift just went down to maybe 20 <laughs> It's going to impact We're looking at, like, the spatulas, you know, yeah. like the, the individual utensils <laughs> that they put frame. on the registry. <laughs> picture frame with the with the picture that comes with the picture frame in it still. All right. So I was going to go dark and do, do betters. One was the lady that... Um, uh, I guess pep- you are. 
pepper spray. Well, this lady pepper sprayed this couple in San Diego. They were out at a dog park, and this lady oh, just because uh, yeah. they weren't wearing masks, so she pepper answer. sprayed them. Yeah, or I was going to go with the thirty million dollar low income housing project that was burned to the ground in Minneapolis. Um, that was yet co- to be completed and done by pe- by. But you pri- felt better by, of, by of private money. That. Yeah, I didn't decide. I'm, I'm not going to share that. those things. I wanted <laughs> to go good. with. I wanted to go with the can't do better. Uh, three Georgia inmates help save deputy's life after he suffer, suffers cardiac emergency. Oh yeah, I saw that. Did you read this? Three I didn't in- read it, but I saw the headline. Three inmates in Georgia's Gwinnett County Jail are being praised for their actions that helped save the life of a deputy who suffered a cardiac emergency while on duty at the jail. One of the men, Mitchell Smalls, said he noticed Deputy Warren Hobbs making strange snoring noises while apparently sleeping in a chair on duty. When Hobbs fell out of his chair and hit his head hard enough that it started bleeding, Smalls knew he to take action. Oof. Other men joined the effort until about 60 were hollering, making noise, trying to alert the staff. Hobbs gained re- regained consciousness thanks in part to the commotion was able to press a button to release two inmates, Walter Whitehead and Terry Lovelace, from their cells. One radioed for help using the def- deputy's radio while the other called for help on a phone. Um, so but wait, his name was Walter Whitehead or Walter White? No, no, no. Walter Whitehead. Okay. I was just making sure. And, Breaking and, bad. And uh, Warren Hobbs and Mitchell, or I'm sorry, Mitchell Smalls, Warren Hobbs and Walter Whitehead. Uh, those are some great names. Um, but the point is, like, can you imagine being this deputy? Like, you've just gone out. Your job is to guard inmates. And then all of a sudden, you're at the mercy of these inmates. And, like, the last thing you can do is reach up and open the gate for these inmates to come out and either bash you over the head or help you. And right. they chose to help. And I just think that's an amazing story. That makes me so happy. That's a great way. It's a great story. To end the day. Time off for good behavior. You think maybe it's their next parole hearing? Yeah, they, yeah. they might. Uh, Remember that one time? <laughs> I don't want to bring this up, Your Honor. Yeah. Major points. I did try to shank you once, but then I helped you. <laughs> Dateline, Vermont. Bing. Uh, a Vermont skydiver who lost his prosthetic leg during a jump has it back. Thanks to a farmer who kept an eye out for it and spotted it in a soybean field. Oh, double, my. Double amputee Chris Marcus of Hyde Park went for a jump Saturday at Vermont Skydiving Adventures in West Addison and lost one of his prosthetic legs after leaping from the plane. I think my adrenaline was so high and I was just so excited. Didn't realize I'd lost it. Oh, my gosh. The landing. Yep. Uh, Marcus, who was harnessed to an instructor, landed safely. He then put out the word on social media that wow. he lost his leg. Farmer Joe Marzalowski. Farmer Joe. Saw the post before finding the prosthetic on Sunday in a soybean field. Beyond a few scratches, it was undamaged. Quote, you always got to keep an eye out, said (laughs) Marzalowski, who compared the discovery to a needle in a haystack. He said it was he was gratefully found the leg before running it over with machine during fall harvest. (laughs) Oh, God forbid the combine sucked it up. It would have destroyed. Marzalowski said. Marcus said losing the leg turned into a positive experience. We kind of take for granted sometimes how many truly good people there still are in the world. Yeah. That is a situation that I would never have considered happening ever in, in your life. lifetime. Right. Somebody yeah. jumps out of a plane and loses their legs, their prosthetic <laughs> or, legs. Or if you're in that field standing there, all of a sudden, just, <laughs> keep an eye. Yeah. Do you see it in the distance? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> and then you find it. And oh then you gosh. wander over, yeah. And well, they're not cheap. Those things are not cheap, especially like the like some of the custom stuff. Is and it? let's not move past the fact that this man is a double amputee. What you doing Saturday? I'm going to go skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just, you know, break a leg. Break a leg. Uh, yeah, lose a leg. <laughs> oh, man. So with that. That's amazing. Can't do better. Can't do better. Can't do better than that. Tell me like to end it. Take Farmer us out, Joe. Brian. 
Yeah. So with that, we again want to want to welcome you to episode 77 of Lunchtime in Rome. We are so happy to have had Michael Fernandez on. And thank you, Michael. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, Michael. And all we knew you could do it. And all the insights that you provided and all the amazing um, just things that you're doing with so many people. Again, uh, please go out to lunchtimeinrome.com. Download us uh, on your favorite um, podcast app. Give us a five star review. Um, fill out the relational needs questionnaire on lunchtimeinrome.com. And, uh, with that, we are going to say bye. See you next week. See you later. Bye. You're going to launch into space. <laughs> <laughs> like, your body is like ready. Oh, he's so amazing. Oh, he's <laughs> serene. I love him so much. Oh, you always got to keep an eye out.